Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined with Vance, Todd, and Zach Baker, all on the phone. We're all in separate locations, but we're all here together. How about that? Hello. Hi, Vance. Hello. Hi, Todd. Hello. Good evening. Hi, Zach. Very nice. We hit that all in time. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. That's right. And to my left, as always, I got Ranger. So, got at least... Give credit where credit's due. Ranger's been with us every show. Yes. Maybe not this Ranger, but a Ranger of sorts. But anyways, this show brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products. FattyZMuskie.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, the store has been up and running for a little over a week. Orders have been going out. I have been updating as necessary. Um, you can also find the baits at Team Rhino Outdoors and Musky Tackle Online. Rod holders, we have well, plenty of stock of rod holders here. So if you're looking to set up your boat, uh, don't be afraid to get a hold of me, and I'll point you in the direction I think would be best. Whether you take my advice or not, that's up to you. Um, I'm just going to fly through mine. So Muddy Creek, go ahead. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Get a hold of us. We have just a couple. I think Vance and I have like three or four dates left that we could do here in July, uh, August. A few openings, September, October. Still, still booking them up. So uh, give us a call. We're going to do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish casting, trolling. It doesn't matter. All day, right, Vance? All day. All day. How about all night? No, yeah. I'm going to sleep. Okay. Ranger boats. <laughs> Check them out. Big shout out to Vic Sports Center in Ken, Ohio. They help us out a lot. They sponsor this podcast. They sell Ranger Boats, Starcraft, Star Welds. Check them out for service as well. Uh, can't go wrong with them. Where are they at? Ken, Ohio. There you go. run to Kent, K E N T, Ohio. Perfect. St. Croix Rods, best rods on earth. You're out there. And you're like, I think I need another fishing rod. Well, do you know who has another fishing rod? Did anybody know? Thank Roy. Hey, look at that. I need another one. I broke one today again. Oh, boy. Do you want to talk yeah, about I, it? I stepped on it, you know. <laughs> you're I really need stuff. you to. I really need. I'm not, not that tough on stuff. I'm just not used to <laughs> having that. Okay, wait. Well, what's the casualties of rods that you've you've done this year? What's the what's the it's number? Maybe, maybe three or four. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. What but Vance really, is saying. I, I really need you to make one of those things again to hold the rods. You need another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want another one. Todd probably Just go out and too. catch one. I I I caught I caught that rod the other day. I had a reel went down. We talked about that and. uh I don't know. We're up to about probably 15 fish on that rod. Wow. The uh, the funny thing is we have responsible Todd who increases his rods throughout the year. <laughs> <laughs> and what Vance is trying to say is that he wants me to learn rod repair. No, I just want you to make another one of those rocket launchers for up front for me. We'll see. You got, you got time. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> get it done it's on the list you know andy i thought the oh, list was on, getting now it's on the list it, it's yeah my list i thought was getting small for you too but it just grew 
by a, <laughs> another project, and now I still got a whole list of baits that I got to fulfill and yeah, home stuff, work stuff. Oh, oh, man, dream it, you can do it. Um, <laughs> Musky Zing. What do you think? Todd, what do you I think? A, I, I, love, yeah, what I, do you love, think? I love the lunge log thing. I think it's amazing. My fiance loves it. She's in the runnings. She's is she she's ranked? Got a seat at the table. Yeah. Yeah, man. She's ranked nationally. Four. Yeah. So turn some cool. fish in. Nice. Mm. Yeah. It's because fun. we're doing that just a couple hours in the end of the day after the trip. That's what's really cool. She's good luck. Yeah. Ladies are good Very. luck. They are. Some of them. What are the other yeah. parks? Yeah, I mean, we're going to be talking about something with Zach today about the tournaments they put on, the the fun, the camaraderie you can get by, uh, you know, getting involved in the, in the local clubs. The tournaments were always a blast for me. It was a big thing that everybody looked forward to. All these clubs put them on. There's a lot of effort goes in. Zach's going to be talking about that here in a little bit. And, uh, you know, participating, the competition part. It's always fun. You can win some stuff, win some money, win some rods, reels, whatever the guys are giving away. But that's an important part. But it is our only voice out there in muskie fishing. The national voice. You can you can uh, just using the name Muskie Zinc. You're so you're you're associated with them. You're affiliated with them. You know the all of our local states here. New York's had changes because of Muskie Zinc. Uh, Pennsylvania has had changes done with size limits and uh seasons it all came back to muskies inc as we said lots of people have tried to hook up with some you know muskie organization and they all i've never seen one that really succeeded but you get into muskies inc you got a name you got some backing at least you can go into a conversation with people in the fisheries with some uh knowledge and some uh i guess a little bit of power it's all we got we're a small industry very important get involved find your local chapter they're in every state that has muskies just about lots of states have numerous clubs and uh search them out a lot of fun can be had perfect zach what do you think about muskies inc uh it's a big part of my life um you know like like todd said you know uh being a small group uh, i think muskie fishermen uh, I don't know the exact percentage, but you're like one half of one percent of the total fishing population. No, yeah. seriously, seriously, yeah. and um, you know, just one person. Yeah, you have no voice. But when you group up, that's that was the biggest, um, I guess, eye opener for me is that by pairing up to a national organization, having thousands of people behind you, you do have a stronger voice. And through that, um, you know, here in New York, being vice president and also tournament director, you're, you're involved with the DEC, you're involved with legislator. You know, when we had the big weed treatment, uh, we were, you know, we had a lot of conversations about that. But uh, you, you're 100% correct, uh, being, being a small part of the muskie community, uh, of the fishing community. Um, I, I think you have to, if you care about the muskies, if you care about, you know, you saw what happened in a lot of people might've saw what happened in Minnesota where you get some governor that just comes in and they want to go through and stop all muskie stocking, have a uh, small minimum. And, um, you know, thank goodness for 
organizations, you know, like Muskie Inc., uh, to go through and make sure that didn't happen. And when you think about Minnesota, it's a stock fishery. Everything there, you know, the big names like Vermilion, Mill Locks, stuff like that, it, those were all stocked fisheries. You know, 25 years ago, they didn't exist. Um, so you got to make sure that once you got to protect what's there, especially when you have a gem, you know, here in New York, Chautauqua Lake, um, third best Muskie Lake, according to Muskie Inc. release records behind Lake of the Woods and Lake St. Clair. Um, a lot of people don't know, you know, that New York offers experiences like that. Um, mm hmm you know, you and Todd, you guys work there every day. So, you know, it's, I'm sure it's important to you guys, just as important to me. I've got 25 years there, you know. Um, so, but yeah, Muskie Zinc, um, it allows us to run our tournaments. Um, the tournament that we had up there at Chautauqua, uh, last year we named it the Chautauqua Showdown, trying to get the out-of-staters uh, to come up. And uh, with your guys' help and also through, you know, things like Facebook and other social media, uh, we were able to have a great turnout. Uh, we we're going to have a better turnout, but of course, uh, day of the tournament, we had, you know, potential thunderstorms. We had rain, the weather was bad. It kept a lot of the people from out of state away. Uh, we did manage to have just short of a hundred people and through just through conversations, we're sure those numbers would have been, you know, substantially higher had we had good weather that didn't chase people away. Um, Tournament worked out really well. Thank you guys for promoting it. Uh, over half of the people that registered were non-members of Muskie Inc. So it shows you people that are interested. You know, they're obviously Muskie fishermen to start off with, but now they're interested. You know, in the, in a Muskie Inc. organization. So there's there's still a lot of people out there that that haven't joined. Um, you know, for whatever reason they they haven't joined. But, I think that's 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 a really strong turnout for how crappy that was. You know, yeah, you, you was. have you have a week that it was eighty five and gorgeous, and then everyone saw that the weekend was going to be horrible. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there was a lot of people like the guys from Ohio. A lot of the guys in Ohio don't have you know like a Great Lakes boat or a big tall boat because back home they they fish you know these reservoirs and they have nine nine horsepower limits. So when they come up here, they, they just weren't able to fish in, you know, three-foot waves. And unfortunately, that's what, that's what we had. So uh, despite the bad weather, we had a wonderful turnout. We had a lot of people come together uh, to help pull this off. Uh, Clint Nicholson, if you're listening, Clint, uh, is uh, he's our secretary of our club, but he's taken on more work than any secretary ever should. You know, he helped me. He was the behind-the-scenes guy that helped get this tournament going. And, um, Clint, if you're listening, thank you. Yeah, that's a great turnout, Zach. That's a great turnout, even to have 100. Like like you said, the the weather was calling. It wasn't as bad as it was calling for, but it was still not the best. No, but despite that, you know, having a wonderful lake like Chautauqua, you know, some great fish were caught. Um and the way we, we structured the tournament was best three fish over 30 inches. So we didn't get, we didn't get the total number of fish caught, but there was a lot of reg there's a lot registered and uh, first place went to um, John Hafner and Brian Farmer, their past tournament winners. And uh, they ended up getting, I think five fish, uh, 48 and a half inch here being their biggest. And Frank Elkhorn ended up uh, getting big fish of the tournament I believe that was a 51 incher and uh, rumored to be the biggest Frank had ever caught on that lake. So that's pretty neat for that to happen. You know, not only do you have a lot of fish registered, you also have a couple good ones.
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. That, that, was a, that was a good fish, too. That yeah. was a really good fish. Yeah. yeah. It was a good it's, fish. Exactly. So there's, I'm happy that it's over. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, for, you have six months of preparation. This year we got started on it quick. Uh, we offered multiple signups at different boat launches, and we also had an early sign-up. Uh, early sign-up worked wonderful. I believe we had like 65 people signed up before the tournament even started. So, uh, you know, you learn as you go. Uh, this being the second year that I've been doing the tournaments, um, you know, we addressed the issues, hopefully worked them out, and now we can concentrate on the other issues. But you learn as you go, just like life. Like what? What is happens that, behind the scene when you're trying to plan a tournament like this? So, so for oh, the normal Lord. person that doesn't know. Oh Lord, you got to talk about the rules for a Chautauqua tournament. Uh, we have different rules than our normal um, club tournaments here for Chapter Sixty Nine. We we tried to get a pavilion um, up on the lake for after you know the pavilions were all taken and we were calling in March. We were trying to have a heavyweight belt, you know, like straight up wwe like hulk hogan wrestling belt made for our, made for our big fish uh that's what we we're gonna hand out we we're thinking it would be a great prize and year after year you'd have to come back to defend it uh we put the order in about a month before the tournament the the guy in california who we were ordering it from said oh not enough you know no problem and the thing was like 250 dollars. like it was a real leather belt um something you know i wanted people to be i wanted people to be excited to win it uh, of course, the guy calls, you know, about, we had been trying to contact him and he calls about three days before the tournament saying he can't get it done. So we had let down a lot of people. Uh, we have to make sure that we have food. We have to make sure we have raffle tickets. Um, the lure, the lure raffle. Uh, my goal is to have the best raffle table of any tournament you've ever been to. Uh, this year, while I was down in Pennsylvania for the Muskie Max, where I saw you guys, I went around to every vendor and um got donations you know people like wiley uh we had fat az donate you know most 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 people donated and uh so trying to get stuff set up you know it it started months ahead of time and to see everything go off pretty smooth you know lets you know that you're going in the right direction because i had never run a tournament before like this i the only reason i stepped up is no one else wanted to do it so I was like, you know what, I'll give it a shot. So for it to be succeeding, you know, it gives me confidence going into next year that we'll even have a better tournament turnout. You know, my goal was to have 150 people, and I'm going to do what it takes to one day have one of those because in the past I've fished those big tournaments, and I've been pretty excited to, uh, you know, to fish them. But the reason we have our Muskie Inc. club here in New York, we had a gentleman named Elmer. Uh, he's from Ohio. Um I don't know, maybe about 10 years ago, I had gone down with some friends to Ohio and uh, it was in the springtime and we ended up fishing one of their musky ink outings. It was on Salt Fork Lake. And those guys welcomed me and I saw the camaraderie that they had and um, I was really jealous, you know, and I go, why doesn't New York State have anything like this? You know, the way the guys were talking and everyone got together and um, to see it go from just a dream into reality, and now New York State has our second Muskie Ink Club. We recently had Chapter 70 start up, um, and that's over in eastern New York. We're in the Albany area. Um, and that just, in my opinion, cements uh, Muskie Ink status here in, in the state. So just from going from just 
you know, being amazed how these guys got around and just talked and went to these fishing tournaments to, you know, years later seeing New York State have it. You know, it's pretty fulfilling, but things are, things are going in the right direction. I'd say. Yeah, that's really that's, Go ahead, Vance. Yeah, you're coming back for uh, the three-peat for next year as tournament director. Yeah, we'll see. Every year I'm ready to throw my hands up in there and say, I'm done with this. I've had enough. <laughs> but hey, thank goodness the big tournaments are only once a year. Uh, it's a big fundraiser for our club. And, you know, our club, the reason it's successful is because we have money coming in so we can spend money. Recently, we just put up um, Tiger uh, signs at all our Tiger Muskie Lakes to, you know, just let you know about the size limit, proper handling techniques. And uh, this year, um, being up on Chautauqua, I realized that we don't have any musky signs there. So that's my next uh, project is going to be get musky signs at every boat launch, let you know the size limit. Because a lot of these muskies are, that are kept, you know, they're not, a lot of times it's, it's a weekend angler. It's people that don't usually catch them. So they just want to go back to their boat dock and say, hey, everyone, look at this big fish I caught. And uh, so just inform them, proper handling techniques, the right supplies to have, the size limit, the season dates. So I, I expect to make some leeway in that. I, uh, we have a meeting on Monday, and I'm going to go through and press that really hard, is that we needed it all our musky lakes. Yeah, that wouldn't, yeah. That, that wouldn't be a bad idea. It almost would almost give people like a precautionary uh feeling you know because you talk about the weekend warriors and we've talked discussed size limits about how they suck for people that fish for them and if you do occasionally lose one when you're fishing and it's not that size limit you kind of just have to let it lay there um so say somebody that's like you know taking the kids out on the pontoon and they're jigging rather than uh you know bring in a 30 inch that they think that's legal at 40 inches you know maybe they would say you know what we, we got to get this thing back in the water and just you know let it swim off exactly if, i don't think it's going to hurt anything to have some signs up to inform mm -mm. The because you know Vance, just like you said every year that scenario repeats itself you know we can only guess how many times you know the guy's yeah. out there jigging crappies and he catches his 36 inch muskie Mm -hmm. guy might have never caught one before, and he wants to go home and show everyone what he caught. Mm -hmm. You know, the information. And that's, that's a good thing about Muskie Inc. It, it spreads the correct information, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, now uh, Zach, that oh, those signs were paid for by the Muskies Inc. Club, Chapter 69? Uh, 69 and 70, for sure. Um, yeah, we had gone through. We'd done, we did fundraisers. And 110% uh, paid for by us. Sure. Okay. So, the, you know, I just wanted to absolutely make that, you know, clear. Sure. That and being a, being a private club, the only way how we get our money is through our tournaments. And we do a couple online fundraisers. And we've got some generous donors. Right. So and that's what it comes down to is, is spending the money that's coming in. And that's how we have a successful club. We've got to make money, spend money, and just keep that going until until we get our projects accomplished. Yeah, with with all the you know all these internet you know musky police out there, you know what a really good way to educate people is you know I guess 
the masses that they're not reading, you know, musky flea market and all this crap like that. They're just going to be at the boat launch doing whatever they do, you know, not backing their trailer in nicely and, you know, all this stuff. And they see that sign or whatever. And if it saves a handful of fish a year on a lake, those are the fish that would have been gone anyway. And that money isn't coming out of the general fishing license fund. This is coming from a club, you know, a private club that you pay your dues to help out the fishery. And this is, you know, this wasn't something that was really ever brought up before. Uh, until now was like what Zach was saying with these signs. These signs, you know, make some some sense, especially on lakes that have a lot of traffic on them. That's primarily dominated by pleasure boaters and weekend warriors. And this is, all of that is coming from the club. So when we've said before in the past, you know, you get what you put into it. You know, you get out of it what you put into it. This is a prime example of that, is that... You know, you could sit here and yell with a bullhorn at all of the boat launches that you want, saying, oh, there's muskies in this water, this and that, and people aren't going to listen. But if they're sitting there waiting for someone to park the truck and they look at that sign, and they might they might glance at it or whatever, it plants that seed that, oh, this 36-inch fish might be the biggest fish by a long shot you've ever caught. But you're like, wait a minute, they said that it's minimum 40 it might, you know, they still might be a little perturbed to have to put that back in, but they might in their head say, there's a reason that 40 is the limit because these things get bigger. I'm not saying that 36 is going to get bigger than, you know, the minimum, but it's there and it was all brought to you by, at least in this, you know, in Zach's case, yeah. Muskie's Inc. It wasn't the, the local fish DCNR, or the fish commission, whatever you have in your state. That is the kind of stuff that you can get out of Muskie's Inc. Yeah, we, we have to work with them. We don't tell them what to do. We have to work with them. All we can do is just propose ideas. They either give us thumbs up or thumbs down. They've given me a thumbs down a lot of times. I tell them I want muskies everywhere. They go, Zach, you're crazy. Every lake. Every lake. Let's stick them in. <laughs> so, you know, you, 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 it's a give and take, and you're just happy with what you can get out of them. All you can do is just work with them, yeah. keep it positive, and um, let them know you're there to help them if there's anything we need. But, yeah, it's uh, none of this would be possible without without the club. So. Yeah. Yep. And to see it, and to see it spread, you know, now that we've got Chapter 70 here, I really think it helps cement Muskie's Inc.'s, uh, you know, position in the state for, for years to come. We've had failed Muskie clubs in the past, and you guys had uh, spoken about that yep. real briefly, but that was one of my main concerns when I started it up. Everyone told me why it's just going to fail. You know, well, it's going to fail if you did the same things you did last time. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, fresh ideas, new faces, and bring new ideas, and uh, to see it be a success, uh, I, I I think we're going to be here for years to come. Yep, and, and but, you know, getting getting involved. If you do get involved with it, you know, people like you, you got to step forward. I did the tournament director thing for Three Rivers for a few you? years. Yeah. No, yeah, so you and I can go, we can complain about the same things then, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's, a lot, it's, a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of responsibility. You know, we did it. We we would get, you know, 60, 70, 80 people come and, you know, people were asking questions. And I was doing sign-ups when I wanted to be out there fishing. I know Zach has gone through this, you know, because oh, it was sure. a tournament. Yeah, I was hey. into it and I wanted to go fish and I was like, okay. 
So I'm going to get a two hour late start. Uh, but you know, anybody, you know, once you get in, you can get as involved as you want. The membership is great. Just be a member. But if you want to get involved, there's a lot of good stuff can come from that too. Oh. Is that did you fish the tournament, Zach? Yeah, I did, but hey, just I just like thought it was just walking about. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, you get the late sign up because you got to wait for the stragglers, you know, and then uh, then you put your boat in, then you go fish, and I had to come in a couple hours early to help set up, you know, the raft yeah. table, this that, and of course, you know, when when you fish these tournaments and. Uh, and especially when you run them, you get you get access to all this information. You'll see all these fish caught at one time, or you know you'll see fish caught casting versus trolling, depending on the weather conditions. So it, it lets you get a lot of information. But right around three o'clock, a lot of there was another um, there was another bite, and of course I was gone, and that's when Frank got his big one, and there was a couple other good ones caught, and I was just sitting there saying, you know, here I am sitting there, you know helping you know get ready for this you know everyone to come here and of course the fish are biting and the, the, the reason i even the reason i even became involved in muskie ink is because i like to fish you know much less the lures i, I like to fish you know so, so to be in there working when other people are catching fish uh, i say i, I got to do it one day a year so no big deal happy to do it Excellent. That's is there awesome. is there anything that, that you took away from these past two years running the tournament that you want to maybe tweak or change for next year? Or are you just happy with the way things are going? Oh, of course there's things to change. You know, it's, it's how far down the list do you want to go? I mean, anything uh, major that, that was maybe a, 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 a sore subject for a lot of the anglers? Uh, the three fish over 30. There was, there was some confusion there. People wanted to, you know, you got to hear, oh, I wanted a points tournament. Um, then uh, the reason the reason we did it is I'm a points, me myself, you know, I'm a points fisherman also. I feel like I can go out and catch a handful of 38-inch fish and win a tournament. Um, but we wanted to even it up between the casters and also the trollers. The, tro the casters a lot of times would get fewer fish, but a lot of times the average quality would be better so uh that's the reason we went to this whole format and third place was caught casting last year first second and third were all caught casting um uh, I, I, too early to talk about what i would change um i'd like to have early sign up uh you know like through paypal or something like that that would make my life easier that let us know how much stuff to bring it's always a question how many hot dogs how many hamburgers do we need uh, that's always a guessing game, and without early sign-up, we can't really judge that. I'd like to have a big belt, big old shiny belt that people are fighting over trying to win. Um, that's pretty sick. I love that idea. You, you, just try to think, you just try to think of new ideas, you know? What, what's going to draw people? What's going to make people travel six miles away or six hours away? What's going to make people drive four hours away? You know, you're trying to draw these people in, and uh, this year, just like next year, we did it on New York State's free fishing weekend, which allowed our out-of-state friends to come up here. They wouldn't have to purchase a New York State fishing license, and they were able to participate in the tournament. So we're gonna we're gonna continue to do a lot of the things that we have been doing, and now at least it's it's minor details. So maybe after four or five years of doing this, we'll have a you know nice, easy, smooth format. Um, I think it's I think it's a great date that you chose for essentially like the old school New York opener. 
weekend. It, it, it does coincide with that, and it also uh, is usually about that time of year that the fish start hitting. Um, you know, that's another thing you have to plan on when we do these tournaments. Uh, we've had to change tournaments, cancel tournaments, rearrange tournaments. You know, if we if we have an event and there's no fish caught year after year, you know, a couple years in a row, we have to change it. Either the lake's not kicking out fish like it should or the timing is wrong. And a lot of times, you know, we, we have to play that balance. So right. when we have our tournaments, uh, it depends on a lot of things. But there is some thought. And um, just try to be decent to, to people that are wanting to come here. Right. You know, now, keep, keep the cost down, make things easy, make sure that they catch fish. Um, so it can be just like live for muskie fishing. It can be as simple or as involved as you want to make it. I'd like to make it involved because my goal is to have the absolute most fun and best run tournaments that you've ever been to. I want you to come here. I want you to, I want it to be a highlight of your summer. Now, Zach, I'm going to back you up because I didn't want to interrupt you. You're on a roll. Explain this. Explain to everyone the difference between a points tournament and three, you know, the three longest fish. All righty. According, if you look at Muskies Inc., the the way they run a normal tournament, a 30 inch fish is what is what your minimum is to be registered. That is worth four points. Each additional inch equals one point. So if you had a 40-incher, or let's say, yeah, 40-incher, right? so you're going to get four points for, you know, the 30-inch, and then you're going to get the additional 10 points per inch. And then you yeah. just add them up end of the day, and whoever's got the most points. Um, our goal is we want three solid fish to win this instead of 10 small ones. You know, you asked about things we might do next year. We might have a, a spot for the most fish caught. All righty, that, that was brought up to me, and that's something I'm going to listen to because I, I do think there should be a prize. If someone goes out and catches 10 fish, I think you should be rewarded for that. Um, so, our, cool. yeah, and then three best is we're just looking at your three best fish. It, it, it makes my life easier sitting there doing all the math, uh -huh. <laughs> doing all the math instead of, you know, everyone, you know, 31 inch or 32 inch or 30 inch or doing all the math. I just, I, I can visually look, see who's got the best, you know, best groups of fish and then do the math. Uh, makes my life easier. Plus, uh, I think it shows who's the most complete angler that day, you know? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Right. Good stuff. But, but it was something that our club, we voted on it. Um, I try not to make any executive decisions. Uh, our members thought it was the best way to run this particular tournament because Chautauqua is a very good lake and uh, is capable of giving out, you know, some some good fish. So that is the reason we do this one tournament that way is strictly because the lake is a great resource. Nice. Is now is there other? New York's doing a lot of tournaments this year. I almost saw like a New York Trail. You are, you are, you are correct. All right. So what we did is we joined up with our uh, brother group, Chapter Seventy, and for everyone that fishes the events, we're keeping track of your points uh, throughout the year, and we're gonna name a overall champion at the end of the year. Uh, that that's our first year of doing it, 
you get, uh, I think it's five points for showing up at each and every tournament. And then, then your fish get counted in after that. I wanted to do it last year, but, it, you know, things take time. And this year we're actually able to do it. So at the end of the year, we'll uh, add up all our points and see who was the, the best fisherman at all these tournaments. And then we'll reward them. That's pretty cool. And, and you guys are doing like one a month. It almost no we do our club does three a year three a year I thought I our club it. chapter three or four a year and three three this year and chapter 70 i think is doing four events maybe so, i was maybe uh, i was mixing the two together but but if, if you look at if you look at all the tournaments that are on you know in new york state in addition to you know the attestators you know between ohio and pennsylvania there there are a lot of tournaments in new york you are correct mm -hmm. You know, it's just because it's because we have a, we've only got a couple of lakes, but we do take care of them. Uh, mm -hmm. So and that draws people in from out of state. You know, like you guys, you guys, you guys are all from Pennsylvania. We've got a great resource that draws you here, and we need to keep it that way. Right. So, so you guys are looking for like the the chapter sixty nine, chapter seventy. You have like a seven tournament trail that you guys have collaborated to to kind of loosely put together, and. Will outer staters be, you know, welcome on that trail to keep track of points, or how how does that work? That's a great question, Andy. Anybody that fishes the events, we keep track of your points. So, you know, if we have an outer stater that makes it to our events, ends up winning, you know, of, of course they'll they'll be crowned champion. Um, you know, just travel logistics and stuff like that make that sort of difficult. Even being within New York State, because we've got events all the way from Chautauqua Lake all the way to the Fulton Chain of Lakes up in the Adirondacks. You're looking at, you know, what's that, maybe four hours in driving distance. So, you know, along with life, most of these people that mostly fish, we have families and stuff like that. So it's, you know, balancing fishing and life is always, you know, is challenging. So if anyone that if anyone that can make it from out of state, more power to them. Come up, come take the championship home to you. You know, to your home state, right? Because because that's interesting. You know, with with you know the PMT kind of started all of this, um, you know, this tournament trail kind of thing, and that now you're seeing these little things pop up, and it's it's really neat to see one that's you know at least in where Vance Todd and I live, fairly close, kind of show up, and it, and it's seven tournaments. That's that's pretty. That's a lot, at least in my opinion. That's a lot of it's, tournaments. It's a It's a commitment. Uh, you know, as it's a commitment. Your time, your money, your traveling, and uh, you know, the older you get, the more challenging it gets because your responsibilities are greater outside of fishing. In my opinion, I've seen that in my own life. You're so. decrepit. What's that? And you get decrepit. Oh, old. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but you know, we seem to have interest. People are excited about it. Uh, we had gone through a period. When, when we first started up the Muskie Club, was, we accomplished a lot in a very short time, you know, with with our size limit, our season yep. dates. And then we went a couple of years. We didn't do much. We didn't do much at all. So, uh, you know, over the... You got to go somewhere. Yeah, you got to keep driving. Exactly. So over this past year, we've got, you know, a fire lit under our butt up here in New York. We've got, we've got some good people. Um, you know, in positions that are making changes and, and expect it to only get better. I think that we are on the verge of, of doing some really good things here in New York that we've, we've got excitement in the club that we haven't had in years. 
so so that's really nice yeah you know we, we've we're surrounded by good people that keep us motivated yeah. one project to the next project instead of getting stale like we did now i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to that trail real quick so maybe you said this and i missed it how are you keeping keeping the points you said five points for tournament entry but then how do you gain points um through your fish just like you would through a normal tournament so if you catch, you know, two thirty inches for your tournament, you're going to get five points for showing up, and then you're going to get eight points for your fish, two four pointers. Okay, so, so you're, gonna, you're, you're keeping you're another set of books. Like if you exactly. went to the Chautauqua tournament and it was the three longest fish, but if you registered, let's just say you caught eight fish. Hey, for our for our people for our people that were in the tournament trail, we asked them for all their fish for all their fish. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to clear yeah, that up because I'm like, it. how are you ranking these? Because it's pretty. Go ahead, Vince. Yeah, that's yeah. I I, I think that's great. That's kind of how the PMDT does it. Right. I uh, wanted well, to clarify on that. Yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're learning as we go, and I think uh, that's good. I think it's fantastic, great, and it's a lot closer than Minnesota. Golly, it would be <laughs> nice to, to do all to do all those tournaments. It's just a stone's throw away. Yeah, this this makes it a lot more you know attainable for the average person. Wouldn't it be opinion. wouldn't it be neat it's to nice, have it's nice for the eastern people. We talk about that all the time. Even for weekend warriors and stuff, they want to go do the PMTT. I mean, gosh, four of the tournaments are twenty hour drives, you know. From for people that live over in this area. So Hey, it's it's great if you're twenty years old, single and making a lot of money, but it's bad if you're forty years old, you got two kids <laughs> and a nine to five. Oh right? yeah. Right that's, what I, that's, that's what that, I did it. That, that, that's just life. Exactly, yeah. that's just life. I mean, it's pretty bad both ways, you know. But uh, <laughs> you can you you can get into involved in these local local chapters and stuff like that on the East Coast here, and do something like what's happening in New York, uh, and you know, still uh, get involved in that competitive nature. Uh, that everybody likes. Uh, tournaments are great. I, I tell everyone, if you like to fish, it gives you a reason to fish harder. You yeah, know, yeah. And that's and that's that's my whole saying about tournaments. You know, is if you like yeah, to uh, fish, it gives you a reason to fish harder. You know, and and for me, as as much as we've all done this, I've said this many times before. I mean, it really puts it it it, it can get you excited about catching a three a three footer. Exactly. Exactly. Like all of a sudden, Todd, Todd, do you know you know me? Get it in the net. Exactly. You don't want me. I I sit there and I pray to the fish gods for a thirty inch or something. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Dear fishing gods, I know I've asked a lot out of you in the past, but you know, just give me one. I just Just need a thirty-two. Exactly. 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 I've caught bigger. I've caught smaller. Thirty. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was great. Let's let's start talking a little bit about Baker Bates. What's going on, man? How's the yeah. finger? Let's start. Uh, finger. Oh uh, yeah, it's been. Uh, <laughs> we got to talk about it. How Everybody about this? Give us the story. Us the story. Right, what happened here? In detail. All right, the story is: wake up early on the opener here in New York. All fired up. Got the kid. Got Katia. We're ready to go. So we show up down there, you know, of course, it's uh, the crack of dawn and we're out there and we're fishing. And uh, because I had other people in the rod or in the boat, I wanted to run a couple extra rods. I wanted to have six rods out. So that involves planer boards. 
And uh, this year I got a new Great Lakes mast. It's a real, it's a nice mast. And uh, I headed out, and uh, it was out there, maybe about twenty-five feet. It wasn't too far. And we, they had done weed treatment, of course, the day before the muskie opener on our local lake, mm. and uh, we had some floating the weeds. So you know the big boards, uh, they got loaded down with the weeds, and they were running like crap. So uh, I needed to bring it in and clean the weeds off and put it back out. Well, being close to me, and it was right by the driver's seat, I was like, you know what? I'll just grab this planer board mass line and just, <laughs> grab, you know, and I'll just grab it and I'll just bring it over here. I don't want to walk all the way to the front of the boat and reel the darn thing in, you know, just being lazy. So I go through and I grab the line and I tell everyone, uh, as I was telling you guys, you know, when you grab like a big, big piece of rope, you can just grab it and you can just pull it in. You know, you can just grab your, your, your hand around it and pull it in. But when something's really small, you got to wrap your hand around it to pull and then you got to wrap your other mm -hmm. hand around it to pull. Well, that's what I ended up doing. And about halfway back to the boat, uh, that, that board is the big, the double ski ones. Uh, ends up hitting another clump of weeds and dives on me, and that and that the the tension on the line when that happened was intense, and <laughs> and be, and because that planter board line, it's like four hundred pound Daycron, and Daycron's pretty rough. It's not smooth stuff. Um, just with that tension and with that heavy line, you know, as as that board dove in a, in a quarter of a second, that line got tight and it just it took all the skin off the tip of my finger. So here I am, you know, I look down and you know, you guys ever had that where you get cut pretty good, but it doesn't bleed right away. Oh yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Where you're looking yeah. at it and you go, "Oh, that's not good," but it's not bleeding yet. <laughs> right? and, then, and then it goes. Exactly. <laughs> Someone turned the faucet on. All right. So, so I'm looking at it. I go, ah, oh, it's not good. I look over my kids like, what's wrong, Dad? I'm like, hold on. You know, and I didn't want him to see it. I didn't want to see it because it was pretty bad. You know, the tip of my finger, all the skin was gone. So I go, grab me the electrical tape. So, well, you, so I, you didn't so I put your thumb it. over it and like make it squirt like a garden hose? <laughs> Uh, listen, I, don't, I, don't, I can I can gut a deer and I can see blood and this and that, but when it's my own blood, it's different, right? It's almost like I'm, going, I'm almost going to denial. I'm like, yeah. Hey, do you guys understand? It's like, oh, that's not good. Like, oh, I don't want to look at it. So, so I wrap it up with electrical tape, right? And I didn't know. I knew it wasn't good, but I didn't know how bad it was because I I don't like looking at my you know, own injuries. So I wrap it up with electrical tape, and I noticed the thing will not stop bleeding. Well, I sit out there for about three and a half more hours trying to get my son a fish, and it's just not happening. We pull a skunk, and, and I was like, we got to go. So on the way home, I was holding it, and it's still dripping blood, and uh, it was a couple mm. hours later, I go, buddy, I got to go to the hospital. And I don't know how you guys are, but I'm not the first one to go to the hospital. I'm really quick. Yeah. Throw a little super glue and you know, a little band-aid over <laughs> before I went to go to the hospital. But this is one of those I knew on the way home when it was throbbing really bad. I go to the hospital and uh, they look at it. And doctor, first thing the doctor goes, where's the piece of skin? How come you didn't save it? And I, I, go, I go, doc, you don't understand. It fell into the lake and the bluegills are chewing on it. <laughs> I, don't, 
<laughs> I don't even think the doctor knew what a bluegill was. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so that was on the opener, and here we are, what, six weeks later, and I've still got it wrapped up right now as I'm talking to you guys. Um, I'd say I'm 90% healed, uh, super sensitive. Um, you know, every, every time I touch it, it, it uh, it's very sensitive, so I have to go through and desensitize it. It means like hey, you're so goofy, and, uh, so I have to go through and like tamp it on stuff, or it's gonna bother me the rest of my life. So you know, imagine having something that that hurts you, and you got to keep tapping it on things to desensitize. Well, it. Was no, that from a, a, a medical professional that said to do that? No, it was from someone that cut the tip of their finger off and it was sensitive for a whole lot hey instead of book knowledge i'll take experience over it any day okay. <laughs> i've never never heard of the tap theory but i like it oh listen i'm not taking any chances if it can help me out i'm willing to try it it's like when your grandma when you were sick and your grandma gave you a honey and you're like what's this gonna do for me but it's all wise you know you just do it because they say to do it <laughs> now either either, either like keep way. it keep it above keep it above heart level Exactly. Oh, uh, the whole car ride home, Vance. You should have seen me. You know, it was. You should uh, see yeah. the, the the liner on he was the, wave, above he was his head. Waving to everybody the whole day, huh? number one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but uh, either either way, it's uh, Kami Iva woodworked uh, since the injury. Woodworking, you know, is um, you know it was a decent part of my life. You know, sitting there making sawdust, and I haven't been able to do that. And uh, it's peak building season. You know, people need their baits, and you know, yeah, I, crazy I, I, that I, one bait you sent it was like a complete square with a lip in it. I was like, this is this isn't a baker, but maybe it's a new prototype he's trying or something. <laughs> yeah, but it has that bleeding gills effect. It did. It oh. did have. Yeah, uh, uh, um, you know, so so not being able to woodwork and not being able to build. Um, yeah, no, it, it hurt me. Um, falling way, <laughs> falling way behind uh, on orders. You know, now now I'm behind on orders. Any reasonable any reasonable person would understand that. Yeah, but the bad, bad part is though, is fishing's good now. All I want to do is fish. I don't want to build. You know, so now it's uh, yeah. Well, we'll see. It's been challenging. You know, right-handed it happened to my right hand, but slowly but surely, I'm I'm getting back. But I've had great support. You know, not not being able to work for five weeks. You know, being a bait maker, it's not like I get workers' comp. It's not like I get stuff like that. So, so I've had great people. You know, help me out throughout this. You know, mentally it was challenging sitting here being bored out of my mind. You know, can't work, yeah. can't work, can't fish, can't make well, I saw, money. I, I saw you started squirting some paint again, and I'll tell you what, they look just uh, <laughs> off, off the chart. Well, thank you, Todd. So I you're still, still, I still I, <laughs> But what's funny is, what is finger uh, are you using? I was using my middle finger. Yeah. I was, so, so imagine it would be like you all of a sudden is you being forced to real left-handed or something, you know, real yeah, know. your opposite yeah. hand. So I had to relearn, and uh, I was actually trying to paint a little bit today. And I go, let me see if I could use the my my pointer finger. And I tried to do it. It felt like it felt alien, you know. I almost didn't recognize it because the last <laughs> couple times I've been painting, I've been using my middle finger, which is, uh, you know, I don't have the control. I don't have, you know, all the all the mm -hmm. things you you build up over the years with that with that first finger. So now I tried doing it today with my 
first finger and uh, felt totally alien. So maybe, who knows? I may be painting with my middle finger the rest of my life because of this. Who knows? That would should, be uh, perfect I for Baker Bates. Yeah, you should sign them. Uh, <laughs> you know how you sign every every back, back of the bait? Yeah. Them. You should put finger year on them. What finger year? How many fingers I'm working with that year? <laughs> finger year. Yeah. You yeah, know. I remember 2018. That was a nine finger year. Not like <laughs> hey, 2019. That was a not. That was an eight finger year. Oh lord. Uh, I have a I have a a, a finger amputation story. That oh, lordy. well, it's it's going to help you out. And should you be in that you know, uh, event again? Um, way back in the day, my dad was um, you know building stuff. I I don't know if it was the house or whatever, but the story goes. They they hired some Amish people to come help, and this one Amish man uh, took his finger off with the the circular saw. And so how this guy handled it was they got a jar, filled it with gasoline, and put his finger in it. So Are you serious? That is what was told to me from a eyewitness, was that that's a jar of gasoline... Makes absolutely no sense. But well, I was gonna, okay. I was gonna see if the panel would would think that that is a good or bad move. Should Zach ever yeah. lose his finger again to a planer board no. line? I vote, I, if I get a vote, my vote's bad move. The bad move. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they were. Try, I mean, trying to like clotterize. I don't know. I mean, it's see, the finger's gone, and they jammed it in gasoline and continued to work throughout the day. So. I bet you it would numb it. They didn't ignite it, did they? No, they just put it in the jar of liquid gasoline. Oh. Hey, hey, remember that? That was like on like Rambo where he heats up the knife and presses it on his wound. Remember that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Heats it up or something, yeah. Yeah, that's hard. So, so Zach, Zach you're, you're fishing a new boat this year? Yeah. Trying to work my way up to my dream boat year after year. I figured... Run a boat for a couple of years and just keep piggybacking up until I get my monster Great Lakes boat. But do what you can when you can, right? When times are good, you know, upgrade. But uh, that, is, that was strictly because of the St. Lawrence. I'm trying to spend more time up there. And that, that place, I'm going to show you how strong Mother Nature really is up there. I've been blown off there in 15-mile-an-hour winds. You know, yeah, where really. you get back, where you, 15 mile an hour wind isn't that much. But when it's, you know, coming off Lake Ontario, I've honestly, yeah. kissed, I have swear in my life, kissed the, kissed the boat dock when I got back to it. Yeah, and, really? And, yeah. No, in 15 mile an hour wind, you know, water coming over the front, bilge, you know, you bilge just going in and you're sitting there and, oh, it's horrible. It just depends on which way the wind's going. You know, north, south, not a problem. You get wind coming out of the west and it just crushes you. So, no, you upgrade, and uh, plus I've, I've been fishing with my kid. You know, I, I got to have something safer for yeah. that. Uh, it's not just me out there. If it was just me, yeah, I've fished out of tin cans in the past, and, uh, you know, may do, but it's not just me anymore, so. Oh. It's a nice rig. Hey, good enough to drag around, and, you know, hopefully I'll have better. I've had worse, but it works for right now. But Apparently. I do Apparently good enough to drag around without a trailer. Hey, that's uh, the, you guys. Yeah. Told about, you guys told me about yeah. that. some commercial for it. They're dragging it around. I go. That's what I need. I'm not responsible. You do, enough. Yes. 
That's the perfect boat for you, Zach. It is absolutely the perfect (laughs) perfect boat for me. (laughs) This is it's like it's like one of those guys you bring to the demolition derby, and you're like, yeah, it doesn't (laughs) matter what it hits, it's fine. Hey, (laughs) old lady asks me all the time, how come you don't put the nice bumpers out when you dock your boat? I'm like, I don't need those anymore. (laughs) It doesn't matter. so I think, yeah, aluminum boats, I've had aluminum boats my whole life. I've never had a dry aluminum boat. You know, there's always been a rivet missing or a leaky spot here, a leaky spot there. <laughs> and, and and I know I'm not responsible enough to own a fiberglass boat because if I want to go eat lunch over there, well, I'm going to go drive the boat up on the shore <laughs> over there. And there may be rocks, there may be sand, but I'm going to go over there and go eat lunch. You know, so it's it's... I got a composite boat, and it's it works for me. And I, I tell you right now, it rides a lot better. You go over the waves instead of you know having those kidney bruising rides. I'm sure you guys see it this year with your glass boats. Oh, you know, yeah. being a heavier boat, it, it it takes the bumps out of the rides, and that's what I like about it. But yeah, no, a new ride, and um, you know, it's it's the best best boat I've had so far. But uh, let's see where life takes me. But, yeah, I like I like the glass rides and stuff like that, but I still treat it like it's an aluminum. I think I'm a little too hard on stuff. See, I would yeah, I wanted to go based off your rod history. I'd say no rod history, and then and then sometimes like I get that like disappointed dad look from Todd. But one time he was like, "You're both filthy." I was like, "What the hell, man? Why are you guys are you guys like the bass guys that wipe their boats down at the end of the day?" No, 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 no. no, no. Hey, I see you guys there at the boat launch with their with their terry cloth wiping their boats down. I know that's oh, yeah. that's why I never like needed a nice boat. That's why Todd Todd hit me with that one time. I went home and cried that night i know vance was on the phone with me i was trying to you know console him but i'm just like don't let that mean todd get to you he was like todd but you got it your boat's a mess and i was like but i have carpet so to some of the listeners you might not understand todd puts his boat cover on you know he's done fishing he puts his boat cover on you know he goes fishing he takes his boat cover off and then there's people like me and maybe Vance is the same way. I haven't put my boat cover on since there's snow left. You know, so <laughs> I yeah. I I I've been getting like looked at from some of the people that fish this like regularly. I came into the dock a little hot the one time and just like banged it right off of it. I really didn't care. The guy was just like, Jesus. I was like, well, that's because it, it, it like knocked the dock off the foundation. I was like, well, I was like, it's just a rub rail. You can replace that. I mean, that's what they're there for. You See, know? Vince, you and I need the same type of boat. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh... Oh, you guys. Hey, but yeah, what's going on with Baker Bates? Came out with a new seven-inch shallow. I go up to Chautauqua, catch a fish on it during the tournament. Old lady loses a four-footer. So I, I made up a couple. Uh, we've got three rivers tournament this weekend. So um, Pittsburgh uh, Muskie Inc. has a tournament on Chautauqua this uh, weekend. The two-day tournaments, uh, Saturday, I think, from 7 in the morning till 9 at night. And then Sunday, 7 to noon. I call it the Iron Man. It's a, it's a long tournament, and uh, it's more about endurance than it is anything. And, uh, <laughs> I hope to I hope to test them out. Um, yeah, I, I guess you know with with you guys doing well on the sevens, you know, there's you get more people using them, and then more fish are caught, and then you know you get more ideas. But it's 
that's a good platform to build off of. But other than that, you know, Baker Bates is uh, is struggling. I'm not building. Um, hopefully, hopefully soon I will be again. But you know, the injury it honestly came at a at a decent time. I was burned out. I've been pushed hard since I saw you guys in Chicago. I see you guys in Pittsburgh. Uh, when the injury happened, I think I was at like 1,200 baits for the year. And um, you know, you do that in a couple months. That, that you know, all of a sudden it goes from being fun to being you know work and monotonous. So it was actually it helped keep me. It's gonna help keep me fresh. It's gonna help keep me refreshed. So yeah, baits look great. Everything looks great. Thank you very We're much. looking forward to getting them, man. They're not, there's not a, there isn't, there wasn't any setback. With that. You could barely tell that you lost, had an injury. You can't, you can't, you can't tell at all with what you're putting up hmm. on, on Facebook and stuff. They just look like little Baker Bates. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's just, uh, you know, somehow this hobby became a job. I'm, very grateful to do it. I'm lucky to be doing it after all these years. You know, thinking about all the times that I would have, you know, that I could have ruined it or whatever. I'm just, you know, I'm just grateful and lucky to still be making them. To be hey, what, what, ha what happened the other week when you were down here? What did you lose? That's another uh, thing that we have in common. What, my Goldie? I'm Not good at losing bets. bets. No, well, besides that, that. You lost something else. Oh, my net? Yeah, <laughs> I'm really good. Hey, fans, so I hear you. I hear you talking about your rods. I'm like, I was like, yeah, I'm guilty. I didn't say anything, but I was like, yeah, I'm guilty as charged. I'm horrible on equipment. You know, I think I've gone through three reels this year. I haven't broken a rod. I broke a rod seat, but I can fix that. But um, yeah, uh, driving down, I was like, yeah, let's go to Chautauqua. So we get out of here, fish are being caught. So we're driving down there all happy. And, you know, we get out to the lake, put in the boat, set out the rods, nice evening. And, uh, you know, a lot more room because there was yeah, a net. Yeah, I go, I go, <laughs> rods are set. I go, rods are, I, So when I get in my boat, I got my little one, two, three, right? I go, rods are set, bump board, pliers, hook cutters. I go, net. Where's the net? You know, and I'm looking around the boat. I'm looking around the boat like you're well, you going to like in the compartment. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, right? So, Todd, you know what I mean. So I'm looking yeah. around the boat. I go, where's the net? And I start looking around. Obviously, if you need to look around for the net, it's not there. Right? Yeah. So, so I'm out there. It's, not, like, it's not in the glove box. It's Todd, I almost looked. I almost <laughs> looked. Right? Was it in a cup holder? Uh, Vance, I looked. I looked in the guilty as charged. I looked in the cup holder. You're guilty. Right, so I look around. I go, what the hell am I going to do now, right? I'm out here. I got good baits. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to catch something. And I got no net. The, the Katia goes, she goes, what are you going to do? I go, when I started muskie fishing, we hand-landed them all. She goes, you're an idiot. She goes, you're an idiot. I go, you're right. I am an idiot. So I put my pride aside. I go, who the hell do I know in town? You know, it's like it's like seven o'clock at night. Shops are closed. So who do I call? I call faithful Vance. Vance, how you doing, buddy? He goes, why? <laughs> he goes, why are you calling me, buddy? I go, obviously, because I need something. You know, <laughs> yeah, but you know, what people call and they're like, hey, buddy, how you been, pal? You're like, what do you need? Uh, so. <laughs> 
So I go, Vance, dumbass. Oh, sorry to swear. I go, I go, the not so, the not so smart guy here forgot his, or his net must have blown out on the, you know, on the expressway coming here. I go, did you happen to have an extra net? Because me, I think guy's got like ten of everything. I thought you had ten nets, thirty rods. He goes, no, but I only got one. He goes, I'll run it down to you. And I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. I'll, you know. He goes, no, I'm bringing it down to you. I go. No, don't do it. He goes, I'm bringing it down to you. I'm like, okay. So he goes, meet me at long point in 10 minutes. And so I pull everything. I go down there and Vance is like, you're a dumbass. I go, yeah, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> and, and he lets me borrow a net. And uh, he goes, Vance, Vance has lost a net before. So Vance has been there. There's someone doesn't there. surprise me with his equipment that he's gone through, that he's been <laughs> in my situation. So Vance, you're not more similar than I ever realized. Yeah, I, I feel you, man. I feel so, you. <laughs> so, so Vance graciously he lets me know that he's not guiding, you know, the next day. So he goes, here, use my net, just give it back to me tomorrow night. I'm like, Vance, you're a lifesaver. So I go around the tip of Long Point, put my baits out, and I'm not lying. Within like two, three minutes, my goldie gets eaten. I made a new goldie uh, for this trip. Just took it off the wheel that morning. I took it out and catch, I don't know, like mid-40s, like 44 or something like that. And you got to use Vance Net, and I sent him a message. And I go, thank you, Vance, you know. And he was like, you know, you're welcome. And he says, it's not the first baker that's been in that net. And I was like, oh, it's, you know, <laughs> made, me feel, made me feel pretty good because I was feeling pretty low. And, uh, and, of course, I put that Goldie right back out. I go through the clear weeds on it, and the line breaks somehow. And there goes Goldie, donated it to the lake. So with every up, there's a down. And, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's I've learned that in life. I also try to teach that to my son. You know, one minute you're the hero, next minute the zero. You know, all you can do is hope to play the game again. So, uh, no, Vance, thank you very much. I'm good at losing equipment. Obviously, I'm not the only one. So I am, I am too. And, you know, after all that happened, I immediately bought a second net. Because I always had two, but I lost the one. And I was like, wait, I don't have a backup. Hey, did you get it? <laughs> I have, I have been, I've, I've been to a few stores and haven't seen a good net. So do you have a place to buy a good net before I come up this weekend? <laughs> I just... Uh, I do I do Amazon because they ship with that prime you don't get you don't get crushed with uh, the shipping for these big musky nets. So Amazon Prime will actually ship you a net for what you pay for it, you know, whatever really? 20, <laughs> twenty bucks a month. Now if you buy a net on, on uh, the internet off you know, off a you know, like a big box musky store or something like that, they charge you an arm and a leg for, for that net shipping. Uh, so that's where I go for uh the, those musky nets and, and I ordered one I, and it was shipped to me two Andy, can you relate here? No, I've never I, lost I, I'm not relating. I I've no. had the same net for now I don't know. I lost twenty one. years. I lost. I lost Have you? charter stuff is blown yeah. out of the boat. I've had to replace I've replaced the bag every couple. I had that net for a while. The... I was super happy. <laughs> uh, it was it was a Beckman net. I go through to order Beckman yes. they go through and say the company no longer exists. Yeah, uh, but I have a Beckman. Uh, they've been they've been gone for years. Yeah. Todd, Todd, I go I through put like a bag my, on there. If you're if you're like me, once you find something that works, you just keep it because I, yeah, I, it, yeah. I got something that works. Leave me alone and let me just use what works. For me. <laughs> so I go through and order this Beckman because I had a, you know, Vance, on your net, it's got a real deep, deep hoop, right? 
Mm-hmm. So that's cool if you got two hands on it. But a lot of times I'm fishing by myself and you got a net of fish one handed. Well, then that was, you know, it was a little, it was big for me. My old backman, my backman was great. I had one of those long handles and, uh, yeah, so I'm not the happiest camper right now. <laughs> Dang. It has to be on the freeway somewhere, yeah? Oh, hey, I've had a tent blow out of my boat before, you know, just camping. <laughs> I threw the tent in there, you know, driving home. You're like, where's was my it, tent? Was it erected or was it just like a tent in the bag? <laughs> a tent in the bag. Okay. Man, I've lost that. I've lost <laughs> hey, all of, a sudden, all of a sudden, I became like 14-year-old Beavis and Bud. You go erected. I start laughing. He <laughs> oh, erected. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> hey, thank you for not laughing at me. Laugh with me. I feel much better. <laughs> I had that. I had a brand new, like, uh, you know, foul weather gear bibs and jacket last year. Oh yeah, those and those nice. things are they're they're pricey. Yeah. They're 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 extremely pricey, and uh, that just flew right out of my boat. Uh, I'm, I can never find it. Okay, like Man, down the freeway or in the lake? It was in travel. I was like, you know, I was was towing, you know. But it I'm was, happy. I'm happy there's someone else that's like me out there. I never knew this about you, Vance. I never Vance, knew see, Vance lost a bump board too. I lost the bump board in travel. A transom no, saver. No, no. I've lost a transom yeah. saver. Lost a transom saver. I lost uh, a lot out of the boat. Now with rod. Like the windshield style, I like feel a little bit ballsy. I probably should strap some more stuff down. <laughs> well, with your track oh, record, I'd be doing it hey. from the get-go. Uh, Vance, if you're like me, because you got the windshield, do you think a bag of potato chips will stay in there? You know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I got a windshield, not a problem. Oh, a, maybe that's why I show up at the boat launch and I don't have half the crap I need. <laughs> that's scattered throughout the trip from. I don't. I don't strap. I, I need to uh, strap everything down because the way that I travel now, I have my net like in the cockpit area with the bump board, and then I put my tool bag like kind of fifty-fifty on each of them. There's like a little extra weight. I was driving today, and like the bump board was up in the driver's seat, the net was over in the passenger seat, like over it. I was like, you know what, I. I need to uh, put a little bit more work into this and not be so lazy when I'm uh, yeah, when I'm traveling. Yeah. Hey, so talking about things that are bad luck, I go out on my birthday <laughs> with my son, right? And uh, he goes, "My son's ten. He goes, Dad, what do you want for your birthday? I go, I want, I want you to I'm catch mad. a muskie. I want you to catch a <laughs> net on the side of the express. <laughs> Yeah. That's it. That's, isn't that what we ask all of our children to do for us? <laughs> so, son, just find me next on Saturday. I need a net. Walk, Look while we're for... driving. Watch out the window. <laughs> hey, but yeah, no, I take my kid out for uh, my birthday. We go down local pond, and uh, within 10 feet from the boat launch, I get a flat tire. So, how you like that one? How you like that one? So, oh. you lost all the air in your tire? Yeah, and then I had to go make about a 40-mile round trip to go buy a spare at, you know, five minutes before they close, and somehow managed to go out, and my kid uh, my kid ended up getting me that fish for my birthday, too. So Awesome. Uh, yeah. No, it was, it was a neat fish, not to brag about my son, but I got a pretty good son. 
uh, smart, good looking, handsome, good fisherman, and uh, <laughs> pretty proud of him. But he likes uh, Muddy no, Creek hat. He loves his Muddy Creek hat. It's hanging up. <laughs> on, it's hanging up on our coat rack right now. And, uh, oh, hey, he thinks he's some. He thinks he's hot stuff when he puts that on. He really does. Oh, yeah. A lucky know, hat. And he puts it, it backwards be. too. Puts it backwards yeah. too. Would it be? It's yeah, like it's not, Vance. Just mm -hmm. like Vance, it's not good luck it's about like backwards. <laughs> the sun, sun blinding him in the eyeballs. He can't see nothing. <laughs> still, you know. That's the big B. That's the big B. No, yeah. Time. So, so we talked about the tournament. We talked about that. You guys, congratulations on doing another podcast. Uh, you guys got to be getting up there in the numbers. Yeah, we've done more than yeah. a few. Yeah, we. I think we just like hit three three years calendar wise, right? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're close to 160 shows now. Hey, so do you guys have an all time worst show? Number one. I we don't. do have no. Was it? No. Was it? You ever have any bad guests? Oh yeah. I'm, uh, okay. Let's, I mean, uh, okay. Hold on. Before Todd says, "Oh yeah, yeah," uh, some are better than others, but we've never <laughs> had a bad the, guest. Was, yeah, Todd was being the Kool Aid man, right there. That's all. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. what, uh, so, so what makes a bad guest on the Fed AZ podcast? Just <laughs> the opposite of you. Yeah. Opposite of you, Zach. Somebody I mean, who doesn't, I mean, doesn't about want to talk. Like someone doesn't want to talk to us. Hey, what's, what's new? Like with hey, what's new with yeah. Baker Bates for this year? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's just uh, uh, I got new chartreuse paint. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, but you guys been doing good on them. You guys are making me look good by how good you guys are doing on them. You know, Vance had a ten fish morning the other morning, and I go, I was looking at my schedule. I asked the old lady, I asked the kid, I go. What are you guys doing today? Let's go. You know, they, you know. So you guys, you guys are making me excited to come up there this weekend. Uh, the quality of fish is outstanding, and uh, I, Vance ended up catching a really unique fish this year, and uh, just so happened to be on one of the baits, but with the yellow spots. And, oh yeah. You know, I, I hadn't talked to anybody that had seen that fish or seen one similar to it this year. Um, have you guys ever seen anything like that before? No, I mean, I've seen some that. yellow spots. We talked about it a little bit, but I mean, they were not, I mean, yellow spots like that, but I've seen them, but they were just like one little spot on the fish. Right. It, not only was not this thing, this, this was a big fish. I didn't ask you yeah. how big it was, but it was, it was a four footer at least, you know? It yeah, was, it was, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And you look at it, and it was really impressive. I mean, in my opinion, uh, you know, it belongs in a in a magazine. You know. Yeah. Now I yeah, have crazy. We have a biologist say, friend that that saw the photo, and he's been emailing me. I haven't been keeping you guys updated because I wanted to keep it halfway secret. He's getting more professional opinions, and he has surfaced a lamprey that has the same kind of spots on it. Hey, I was okay. so I was not kidding. I've got a huge uh, stack of muskie hunters as my bathroom material. Mm. And uh, you know what I mean. It's next <laughs> to the toilet. Yeah, so I was, I, was, I, was, I was flipping through the other day, and I saw something that wasn't yellow, but it was more like a whitish spot. It was back in like a 2005 muskie hunter. 
And, uh, you know, they're just saying it's just a lack of pigment. It's just a lack of pigment, and, uh, you know, it happens every once in a while. Now, we've seen albino fish, and yeah. we've seen, you know, stuff like that. This was totally different. I had yeah. people asking me, was it because of the weed killer? Vance was oh, joking. Vance, Vance, sure. made me, Vance made me laugh when he said I ate too many Goldies. You know, that made me <laughs> laugh for a good five minutes. I go, ha, 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 Goldies, ha, ha, ha. You know, but, but it was a really unique fish. I don't know, maybe the listeners haven't seen it. But uh, just just absolutely yellow. Could you see it as it was coming in? Were you like, what is going on? That's ex when it surfaced and I was getting it in the net, I was just like, this is insane. Uh, what the heck is that? You know? would, you, would you say it's the most unique fish, the most unique Chautauqua fish I've ever seen? It's the most unique fish I've ever netted because of that. I mean, those, <laughs> the, the, markings, the markings on it were softball size, you know, ton, ton on the head. There was a ton on the body. Hey, when I say yellow, I mean like Big Bird yellow. Yeah. Like school bus yellow. Yeah, yeah. But in, in, and I and I touched touched on that that when I like when I rubbed my hand across it, it, it still felt normal. It was all it wasn't lumpy normal. or something. No, hey, when I was reading, it just it's a lack of pigment in those spots. There should have been scales on it. It should have been perfectly normal, right? Yeah, and it was it was a natural fish. You know, it had all. You think so? All the fins. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was a natural, natural fish. Really? So, could you imagine how old do you think that four footer was? I mean, what, twelve years old, maybe? In in this lake, probably twenty. Yeah. You I think twenty years well. old? Do you yeah. think that fish? Was... So, mm -hmm. could you imagine a twenty-year-old yeah. fish that? I, you know, I think if anybody else, anybody else would have seen the fish, they would have come forward. Hey, I caught that fish back in this year or whatever. Imagine a twenty-year-old fish that hasn't been caught before in that lake. I mean, that's a, that's incredible. Well, yeah. somebody somebody had like sent me a message and said that they had a follow from a mid-thirties, uh, the year prior uh, that had wow, that fish spot, didn't it? I, I was like, cool. Well, there's that's that not gonna, growth rate yeah. yeah the growth rate isn't there but well, you're um, putting a half a year it was it was pristine you know like untouched fins absolutely gorgeous the only only uh you know battle scars on it were those the yellow things but i don't, I, I don't think that it has anything to do with the weed killer i wouldn't even call those battle scars those are beauty spots in my they, opinion uh, yeah yeah oh, yeah they, i mean it was very, very memorable. I don't think that I'll ever. Uh, oh, that's insane! I do that. Insane. Do that again. You know. Now, Vance, any when, when you saw the fish, was there anything that ran through your mind like, "Don't botch this net job"? It was coming in perfect, like with its with its mouth like open, like last last third treble hook. I I think I got that on a seven inch Goldie. I think that's what oh. it was. It wasn't the five inch. It was. It was. Seven. It was in a seven. Yeah, it was seven. seven inch and I, was like, I was like, oh my god, please stay on. But I was looking at it, and all those things fired in my memory. I was like, what is that stuff? That's insane. It's too many goldies. This is this is too perfect. Yeah. It hit a big goldie bait. <laughs> it is like completely gold, and I was just like, no, oh, this is. I, mean, I, I was just, just I, like, this is a giant fish. Look at this stuff. What is this? You know. Uh, I don't no, know. I don't really know. I don't know if people know the power of Goldie on this lake. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know what's funny, Todd, is I'm fishing on my local lake. I don't catch nothing on it. I don't catch a cold. I don't think I've ever had a hit on my local lake on Goldie. 
Right, but it's it's whatever reason you go up to Chautauqua Lake and that color is as proven as perch. You know, um, the, oh, I don't know. Wait, I don't, way more. Way more. Way more. But it's one of those things where that color has become associated with that lake, and I think a lot of that is due to you guys. I mean, did people catch, know. How many did you catch today on Goldie? Me? Vance, you went out today? Oh, uh. Just for. You went out for a couple hours. I went out for a half day, and I got uh, four of them on Goldie. Did you really? Mm. Do you think guys? Do you guys think it matters what color belly? Mm. The, orange, the orange belly has been firing. So today I did, I did a full day, and we got. Uh, let me think here now. We got seven on Goldie. So we had eleven fish caught today on Chautauqua on Goldie. On Goldie, we we, we got other fish. One on hey, a, but, one, hey, one on a perch as well. Hey, but isn't that crazy that you're? It never I, stops. I, never I, stops. I, I joke. That. I joke with people. I go when you <laughs> think stops. every fish in the lake has been caught on a Goldie, <laughs> it still continues. <laughs> no, seriously, seriously, yes. hundreds and hundreds of fish. You think every yeah. fish in the lake has already been caught on Goldie? And it still it still kicks them out. Yeah. Now, do you guys think it looks like a little walleye? What do you guys think it looks like? I don't, I don't know. We're gonna have to ask the fish. <laughs> hey, that's what I, hey, in my opinion, I think they're they're mistaking that for a walleye. I I don't know though. Uh -huh. I don't know. Uh -huh. But I tell you right now, I'm stocking up on them for this weekend's tournament. I'm not the smartest <laughs> guy, but I'm not the dumbest either. I'm stocking up on goldies for this weekend's tournament. Hey, but it's funny that it's it's funny that on um, you know other lakes it doesn't ha it doesn't do as well, you know. But you go to Chautauqua, it's become a staple. I mean, I have people playing their vacations around when they're getting their goldies, and I'm not joking. <laughs> so that's insane. It's it, you know it's just one of those funny things. It could be fire tiger, it could be any color, but for whatever reason, goldie happens to be the color and. Uh, I'll tell you one thing, I don't mind painting. It's not that tough a paint job. <laughs> <laughs> so more gold is more gold is you want, the better. No but, uh, no, but thank you guys for uh, you know talking and sharing that that unique fish because it's something that I hadn't seen before and you know, maybe maybe, you know, other musky fishermen haven't seen also. But a really I unique watched, fish. I watched a video of me releasing that fish. Last night, and Todd and I was just like laughing. Yeah. I was holding, and I was like, "Goldie," and just like, "Goldie," like, yeah. <laughs> I'm in the laugh. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's too many Goldies. Yeah, so silly. Hey, that that would you know, and that that fish is marked. If anyone else catches it, you know, it's not like it can be mistaken for another fish. Yeah. So I'm hopefully, sure. I, hopefully, I run into her again this weekend. Hey, so the bad thing about winning a tournament. Is that you think you can do it again? Do you know what I mean? It's because oh, when yeah. I was eighteen, I, I bench pressed two hundred twenty-five pounds. Now I think I can do it again. You know, there's a lot of times. <laughs> a lot of times that's bad. So last year, uh, for this tournament that's coming up this weekend, I ended up winning it. You won. So yeah. So of course this year, you know, you feel like that pressure's on you, and I'm nervous as can be. I'm sitting here. I go, what happens if I fail? 
you know, and you just have, you know, so that's uh, fishing, man. Hey, but that's that's the work. That's the bad part about doing good before is that you think you can do it again. So now mm-hmm. if you don't do it, it's a disappointment. So uh, you know, I got a lot of butterflies going into this one. But tournaments, I love tournaments. It it it, it makes you fish hard. It gives you a reason to fish hard and. Uh, you know, the the two-day tournament, I wish that we would do that for our big Chautauqua showdown. Um, it's something I've brought up to the club, uh, what a two-day tournament allows people to do. Well, you, you can choose to fish straight through if you want. But the reason I was told that they do two-day tournaments is it allows some of the older guys who can't do the all-dayers. You know, yeah. it, allows them, it allows them to fish peak times. So they can go through and fish. Not only do you get morning, evening, morning again, but you also get moon times incorporated with that. So you can, you know, right now we've got, uh, what, it's like uh, 10 o'clock moon time, you know, within that hour. So you can fish, you know, sun up till, you know, what, maybe about noon, 2 o'clock, go through, fall asleep for a couple hours, come back out from like 5 to 9. And you know, and then go through and do yep. it the next day. I'm a fan that, of that, and uh, that, I wish more that, people would be interested in that. That's why we did those long hours when we started that years ago. It was, uh, I mean, the one year my brother he had to work Saturday morning, but he got up here Saturday afternoon, later in the day, and ended up getting like second place in the tournament. And he started at four o'clock in the afternoon. Are you Saturday. serious? That's that's a neat story. Yeah, I mean, that's why we did it, because you could just fish. He fished up until dark, went in, slept a little bit, went back out. Uh, you don't have to fish the whole time. There's No one tells you you have to fish the whole I, time. I know. I'm going to go through and take a nap, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, no, that's when you ask about things you would change for a tournament, you know, that, and that's one of the things that I brought up to the club. And, you know, some things you propose, they agree with. Other things they tell you, no. Yeah, and that's something that I've gotten a no on so far, you know. But I do like the two-day format. I think uh, I think your best fishermen do prevail. You know, I think anyone can get lucky for an hour or two, you know. But to keep that up for a day and a half, I think is a little bit tougher. Yeah, but I but but I do I do know people that aren't doing the tournament because they're like I don't want to go out and fish that long. It's like that. That's not how that's set up. It's it's so it, you know it's set up so you can go fish when you want. You yeah. don't have to fish the whole time. But yeah, you know, and that's and that's the argument we got, and that's the yeah. argument we got is not everyone can devote two days to go fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people are free one day, not the other. You know, life life gets in the way. Yeah. So you can you know you know how musky fishing is. You can sneak in for a couple hours and. That's all it takes. Deadly. Exactly. For a couple hours, you could win it all. So. Yeah. It was no, fun, man. That was I'm great. excited. Hey, Zach, is there anything you want to wrap this up with? Uh, no, just thank you guys for helping me promote um, that 69 event. You know, it was our biggest Chautauqua event. It wasn't as big as it could be, but there's always next year. So, uh, you know, thank you guys for also using, you know, what I build here at the house. Um, you know, for to me, I just think it's really neat. You got a guy that's squirting paint in his garage, you know, woodwork. And I got a, this is a nice place of woodwork, but, you know, it's, it's a real small thing that I do. And, uh, you know, to 
to be a mainstay in your guys' boat, much less, you know, into uh, other people's boats, it, it means a lot. Um, so I, I guess just, you know, to express my gratitude to you guys for picking, you know, to me, I'm just a bum squirting paint in my garage and somehow, uh, you know, I found success doing it. And a lot of that's due to you guys and your support. So just know that, you know, the appreciation is genuine. You know, we, also, we appreciate it. And also, and also the listeners, you know, you guys sit there and talk about goldies. I, I, I meet people that don't even fish that talk about goldies on Chautauqua. And you're like, really? You know, I know that all comes back to you guys. So, uh, keep some gold know. paint. That's all we, we, uh, I, I was, I was painting goldie keep today. Gold I was painting gold paint today and I was just laughing at myself. I go, I bet you I'll go through more gold paint than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, and that's because of you guys. I, I know why the baits and why my little shindig here that I do does well. And it's because of the people around me. That's you. That's the listeners. And, um, you know, I think a lot of times builders forget, forget that is they forget why they get popular. And it's because of the people that have helped them out along the way. So uh, to everyone listening. To you guys, you know, thank you for giving this, you know, random guy that you heard about a chance and, uh, you know, let you guys spend your money, your hard-earned money on something that I produce. So, you know, thank you to a lot of people. It's almost been 10 years, you know, 10 years that I just took a chance one day and I was like, you know what, let me make a bait. And somehow it snowballed into what it has become and... Uh, Total insanity. Hey, it's, uh, you know, I can, you know, you can, you can, you can make as much money as you want. You can build as much as you want. And somehow, you know, people keep taking them and, uh, I'm blown away by that. So, yeah, it's awesome. Zach. And you should, cause when we run them on our, on our boats, it's generally total insanity. It certainly yeah. has been. Yeah. This, I got some, uh, I got some new season. stuff for you. I got some new stuff for you when I see you. Maybe you can uh, see me after the tournament Sunday, Vance. I don't know if you'll be in town or Todd. I'll be got some new, got, got some new baits for you. I got a uh, six inch. Uh, I know that you've never used a six incher. I had her out yesterday. She was walking. She's everything I could ask for out of a bait. So that'll be a new bait for uh, you guys. Uh, made, made Goldies and Vance has got a couple of baits and uh, you know hopefully you know these fish they, they, they've been seeing the same thing so maybe we could show them something new you know uh, I know I've got uh, I think it's going to be next week that Vance gets his first jointed bait you know for me so uh, you know let's let's hope things work out you know and see where this new direction takes us Goldie Goldie, Goldie. It happened today on the, on the boat, and I was like, yeah, if we get a big one, it's going to hit this one. Well, you'll actually point to a rod and be like, if we go, one, it's be right here. It's going to be right there. It's like, if it's, if it's going to be a big one, it's going to be You always big. know where the goldie's at. Yeah, and it, and, uh, yeah, it happened again today. <laughs> have, you, have you guys ever had the balls to run like all goldies? I've thought about that. You know, I was like, I was like, imagine going goldie six wide. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I've been on charters when that's happened. I'm like, wait a minute, these people are gonna. I, I actually have been on 
on charters when I'm running that and it's just like a crazy day and they'll be like, Jesus, this, I mean, every single one of your baits is like gold right now. And I'm like, yep, I was hoping you didn't yeah. notice that, but like, <laughs> whatever, you know, it's just, it's what's firing right now. So, hey, but gold compared to silver, that's the conversation I have with a lot of people. I know it seems like you guys are trying to be done with this right now, but, uh, you know, gold and silver, it seems like Chautauqua's a gold lake. I know Todd does some fish on silver, but uh, yeah. you, you go down to Ohio, it's the opposite. You know, and I think a lot of it's just based on, you know, uh, you know the forage base. So, don't know where I was going with that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what no. the hell forage bait is a, is gold, you know, unless it's a gold. Well, I'm telling you, it's those walleyes, it could be a golden shiner. I think I think they mistake it for a lot of things. Okay, so yeah. here's, here's uh, I'm going to give everybody big, this is big information. I don't think I've ever talked about it on the podcast. So, you know, up here in New York, they sell, Zach, you might be able to help, help me here. Those little... Fathead minnows that are gold colored. Yeah. They call them like slime fat heads. Or, they're yeah, they're, fat heads. Yeah, they're fat heads, but they're gold. They sell them for trout fishing. Oh, you're talking about rosy reds. Rosies. Okay. So they run out of rosy reds. I've been to the hatchery many times at Chautauqua and watched them feed the fish. And they. <laughs> The, the, um, this is this is honest rosy reds or they they have rosy reds <clears throat> now this is after season like right now the rosy reds are like a trout bait pretty much or something and I've, I've i've gone to the hatchery and watched them dumping those rosy reds into the ponds and those baby muskies were attacking them unbelievable and so, 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 so they're, they're rolling for life. They're feeding them goldies. Well, I'm going to start making sure that they put a black line down them rosy reds and make this bait business work a little better. <laughs> I know that's what I was thinking. The retired baits, we have to go find your, your hatcheries and throw them in there. You will be rewarded no. in 10 years. They feed them. They feed them at the ponds, and I was watching them dumping all those little golden fatheads in there, and that's what they're feeding them on. And I remember just like that's why they hit Goldie. They're trained. <laughs> Bang! Big old, big old light goes off over Todd's head. That's why it's working. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, all right. So, so, so from a young age, you're just those poor things. Yeah. So. They're trained. You think gold is the best color on that lake? Oh my gosh! That's, I mean, it's, yes. it's goldy everything. I only had like four out of the six today goldies in my spread. In the spread, yeah. I'm just like embarrassing. Then I, I uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes. So, so you'll run, time. you'll run a couple goldies same time. Yes, dude. Yeah. Yes. Really? Uh, hey, I'm one of those people. I won't run two of the same baits. I don't know. I don't do I it. Know. That's the only thing that I do. The orange belly goldie is hammered. Dude, dude, I, uh, <laughs> I've, I've done that and like put like two five inch goldies out at points or something like that. And then I've had like a gold down rod and I'm like, I'm a 
crap fisherman right now. What am I doing? I should have something else out there. An idiot. You know, but it it works. So. Yeah, usual works right now, guys. Thank you very much. It seems like I'm getting more pictures out of fans this year than ever. Whether it's not you're using them more, whether fishing's better, but just know I'm thankful. No doubt, man. So, hey, guys, and all your listeners, thank you for, uh, you know, listening tonight, and especially to me, and uh, supporting, you know, Bakers, Fat AZ, Muddy Creek, and all the sponsors, Muskie Inc., and uh, just know that without you guys, we wouldn't be doing what we do. Absolutely. Ranger Boats, Vicks Marine, St. Croix Rods, you know it. Zach hit all the other ones, you you know bad cleanup so i guess with, yeah. with that um i'm just gonna say hey zach thanks for coming on everyone out there uh good luck fishing thanks for listening <laughs>